Welcome to the Hard Water Fishing Show. Jeff and Jason talk tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. Welcome back to the Hard Water Fishing Show. We are alive on Season 7, Episode 5. It is the third week of December 2023. I hope you've all been very good for Santa this year because he's coming soon. Santa Claus and is coming to town. Hopefully. Hopefully. And uh, you know, Are we you should on talk the naughty about, list? Are you on the naughty list? I don't know. Yeah. So our topic, we're going to talk about Jeff's fishing for crappies. But you know, Jeff, we should, can I, I'm going to call an audible here if, if that's the thing. And say Omaha. we should also talk about o- Omaha. Omaha. <laughs> yeah. We should talk about what we're hoping to get to for Christmas this year. Ooh. Or if we get cash for Christmas, what, what thing we'll be out looking for. So we'll add that okay. to the topic tonight. How's that? Yeah. Oh, that sounds awesome. All right, man. Why don't you hit us up with your beer? I see All you right. put some documentation in the notes. So last week we had similar beers. This we week did. I am confident that we do not have the same beer. I'm pretty confident of that as so, well. Wait till you see what I. <laughs> so I am drinking Dangerous Van Brewing again because it's on sale and they yeah. have some good flavors. You got to hit the sales. But I went for carpet. We're talking uh, house IPA. So, so looking awful. at the notes, so tell yeah. us about the flavor notes, Jeff. <laughs> the flavor notes. I even though that's a thing. C- but candid orange or candied. Can- candied, candied orange. orange. <laughs> candid orange. Uh-huh. Fruit Loops? Yeah. But it's not spelled like Fruit Loops, I would suspect, because of certain rules. Sure. They don't want to run into marketing yeah. and... Trademark issues. Floral. Floral. Uh, under note of pine and crisp. This sounds like what you would get if you licked your grandmother's carpet by accident. Mm, yeah, you like carpet. <laughs> it says, our take on classic West Coast IPA with slightly less bitterness. Oh, you would like that. I mean, Jay, that seems Slight, Slightly less. Slightly. <laughs> slightly. That wouldn't get me there. The grain bill stays the same, but the hops change with each batch. Brewed with local malt works, pale malt, and a touch of malt works Munich malt for that big, bold malt black backbone. This version is hopped with Alerita Blanc, Azac, or Azaka, and Amarillo. Flavors of candied orange, Fruit Loops, and a slight undertone of pine. So here we go. It's it's uh tastes like an IPA, which is to say it tastes uh like carpet citrus y. Citrus. Do you get the hint of fruit loops and the citrus and the pine tar? You know, I do kind of taste fruit loops. Now that I know it's in there, I'm <laughs> feeling the fruit loops. I can taste them. Uh yeah. Okay. 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 All right. So Jay, you're not you're not doing carpet beers. I am I don't know. I don't think so. So here, Jeff, I'm gonna hold this up for the camera. Oh yeah. It's huge. It's called the hurricane. It's called the hurricane. It's the called the big one. It's 25 Florida ounces. I'm not going to drink this whole thing. <laughs> we'll have a bathroom break in the middle of the show. Well, because it's also 8.1% alcohol. Whoa. So wow. it should be called the undertaker. But hurricane high gravity category five. So it's called hurricane category five. Be bold. Be smooth, 
be powerful. That's a good motto, Jeff. It fits me well. Category five is the world's most powerful hurricane. Hurricane high gravity brings you an equally bold experience. So it's a malt liqueur, which I think is a beer. I have no idea. It was in the beer section at the gas station. Hmm. It's in a can. Here we go. All right. He smelled it. <laughs> Ooh. It's not terrible. Yeah. It's not. I I don't know that I'll have another one, but I'll we'll work through it. So I have a couple questions about this beer, Jay. Mm-hmm. So it says gravity beer. High so gravity. Is, that, is there a problem with gravity in the future? I don't know. Okay. Uh, that's from Back to the Future. But yeah. The, the other thing that I'm wondering about is um, does the Scorpions, uh, does it sound like the Scorpions when you open that up? This band rock you like a hurricane? <laughs> is it going to rock? Eight, eight ounce, 8% alcohol at 25 ounces is going to rock you like I a hurricane. See my ability to drink this whole can based on <laughs> yeah, the taste. Yeah, 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 yeah. Based on the taste. I don't think that's going to go well on top of the Mexican food I ate for supper. Ooh. Yeah, I just think that's. I think I'm. I don't know. I don't know who buys this. This is at the gas station, Casey's, and it it's on the top level with all the other big, like it was in between, like so. The lineup here was the lineup on the top row. You had a twenty five ounce big natty light. Yeah, you had a natural ice. Okay, you had a Miller High Life. Um, had a hams of equal size and stature. Which was I was really close. You had this bad boy, and there was two other ones I can't remember. Were beyond my ability to recall. But okay, so I, I had I, never had this one, so I went for it. I, I feel like this is where I say you're doing it wrong. When, what do you mean? When that's what you described as the top shelf. You're talking that's the, the top, top shelf. shelf. That's the top. Yeah. Well, I think it's at the gas station's top shelf, which means you have to be over six foot to reach it. Oh. So they're catering towards a different size audience. So so it's very different in Minnesota than it is in Iowa because you can buy this kind <laughs> of stuff different. at the gas station. But do they have places in Iowa that sell real good beer? Not Oh yeah. Okay. So why don't you go to those places? Because why? I mean, the first key is that it comes with one can. Like, I don't buy beer anywhere where I buy one can of beer. You couldn't lift a case of this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be too heavy. Okay. It's high gravity. So I have a mission for you. Yeah. If you you don't have a choice, you have to accept it. Is (sighs) next show, you need to go to a real place that sells real beer. Like Walgreens? No. It has to actually like be specifically. <laughs> it's like, it's like, do you buy your fishing supplies at the gas station? I mean, sometimes, yeah. But, but like, you're not going to find the good stuff. Holiday, there. holiday stations have all sorts of interest. They're, they're not going to have your favorite tungsten jig at holiday. They might. I doubt know? it. They won't. That I could fish out fish you from crap I buy at a holiday <laughs> station any day of the week. Well, you cannot out beer me with the crap you buy at a holiday <laughs> station. <laughs> Somebody somebody likes this beer, otherwise it wouldn't exist. No, it's cheap. It's it's actually you know how much you know how much that can was? How much? 
It was $2.15. <laughs> well, so here, I have a six-pack of good beer. It was $7.99. Yeah. So really... It's not good beer, though. It's made out of carpet. Uh, this is good beer, Jay. No, no, no. Nope. This is good beer. Okay. If we ask 10 people, is rock me depends, like a hur- hurricane... It depends on your demographic. If, if I go to the street, pen. if I walk down your street in your town, on what street? Oh, my town in your town. And I go street. to the center of the town and I stand there and I find 10 people who look like they drink beer. Cause like if I don't know how you figure that out. I don't know I, how you know that, but if you ask 10 now people, you're stereotyping. yeah, I know. So that's why that's a bad idea. But, <laughs> but if I find 10 people, none of them are going to say your beer is a good beer. Now, I would argue that if you covered the labels and said, which can do you want? It's a free beer. They'd all pick mine. Yes. But <laughs> okay, moving on. I but think I'm, right, I'm right. You're going to get a better beer next I time. I got a yes. I'm moving on. I won this argument. Uh, you did not Corp, win. Corp. If by winning you mean you lost and can't finish your beer because it's so gross, then that's winning, I, no, I guess. Oh, man. I'm going to finish this beer. It's not. <laughs> To it's prove just, me wrong. Yeah, the trouble is it's going on top of Mexican food. It's Ooh, night. Well, I'm I'm going on top of a uh I'm having this good beer on top of your fruity beer. It's not yeah, it, it's good though. On top of uh potluck, meatballs, See? and oh, I did something. This is a tradition we have now. The event we went to. Um so somebody one year ran out of time and bought chicken nuggets. Oh, now everybody now there's chicken So I brought chicken nuggets. That was my contribution to a very traditional potluck. Okay. I bought 100 chicken nuggets today, Jason. And what was that? Like 9.99? It was $35 for 100 chicken nuggets. That's a lot of dang nuggies. I know. <laughs> I'm sure they were like here. They can't I got four I got five 20 piece boxes, even though you can buy a 40 piece, you can buy a 40 piece at McDonald's. Yeah. I think it was like my 45th birthday or 46th birthday. It was during COVID. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, me and my youngest were out cruising around and we picked up a, I had to eat a nugget for every day of, you know, every year of my life. Oh, so he picked up a, a 40 pack of nuggets. Packs. You know, the first 10 were good. The second 10, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Third 10, yeah, and the fourth 10 were rough. Okay. So the real but, question is what kind of sauce do you put in your nuggets? Honey, honey. Oh, I'm a barbecue honey. or honey mustard person. Oh, no, the barbecue is terrible. Honey mustard. I would do, I won't do their barbecue. You know, I don't I like their barbecue, but on chicken nuggets, it's good. It's a yeah, specific combination. It's like, it's like craft macaroni and cheese. Is it a good, the best kind of macaroni and cheese? No, but I know it's the kind I like because that's what I'm used to. All right, so that's what I'm I, I had for dinner. So now that we covered that <laughs> <laughs> and and covered chicken nuggets, chicken nuggies, and use the app because you get points. It's pretty sweet. We are not sponsored by McDonald's. <laughs> now we're gonna get a letter. All right, we're going to move on. All right. Patrons, we want to thank all our patrons for their support. Patron of the show is Jason R. Cheers to you, Jason. Cheers to you, Jason. And Jason, not Jason R., thank you for being a patron, but you, Jason, you almost have, We I just made a connection. So 
the biggest size nugget you can get is a 40 piece nugget. Yeah. You have what you really have or your drinking night is really a small 40 ounce malt liquor. It really is. I mean, that's what it is. So it is. it's all about the 40 and yep. to wrap it all up. 40 just means a lot. It does. So there you go. A lot of nuggets and a lot of terrible beer. You should not drink a 40 malt and eat 40 nuggets. And Mexican food. And (laughs) Mexican. No, negative. (laughs) I suppose we should talk closer to ice fishing today. Yeah, we should get to fishing. If we've had any new listeners, they've now left. (laughs) Our old listeners know they can fast forward. And and even even somebody last time was like, my kid gets tired of the beer part. And we're like, oh, it's not very long. But we just spent it. But we're also talking about nuggets. That's kid friendly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. All right. You know, we you know what we should do next year? We mm-hmm. won't do this, but we could. We could do all flavors of root beer. I actually love root beer. I do love root beer. So I came up with this is we're going on tangent too. So this fall, two things happened about root beer. One, for in Minnesota, we have this thing called MEA. Yep. It used, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but everybody gets two days off of school, right? And it's a big thing. So we went to the Wisconsin Dells this year for MEA, and it was awesome. In the Wisconsin Dells, they have a root beer museum. Oh, cool. And they have multiple root beers. You can you can get a flight of root beer. Nice. Yeah. Different yeah, kinds. Yeah, so we'll, we'll think about it. I don't know. And... I love root beer and I like, although A&W is still kind of one of my favorites. It's still the king. I mean, it's creamy. It's so yeah, good. It is good. And I came up with this new combo that my son and I do this. It's been a while. We haven't done this, but I, it's like a weird deconstructed root beer float. So I get a root beer, full sugar, none of this diet stuff. You got to get the full sugar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And then you get an ice cream sandwich. And it's kind of like a root beer float because you take a sip of the root beer and then you take a bite of the ice cream sandwich and it's like a root beer float. I don't think that's doing it right. It's good though, Jay. I'm don't, sure it's good. Don't hate it until you try I'm it. I'm not hating it. I'm, it sounds like a guy that didn't want to get root beer float <laughs> all over the inside of his car is what it sounds like. It's good. And then, you know, you, you, know, you eat an ice cream bar and you're like, oh, I could eat two ice cream sandwiches probably. <laughs> And yeah, I bet. Now I you know bet. why I've gained a bunch of weight over yeah, the last couple yeah. of years. <laughs> All, right. All right. Jeff, we should move on to listener news, huh, buddy? Yeah, absolutely. So Michael H. So Michael sent us, uh, tw- last week he was on here too, and he told us about his homemade ice rod case. And then he listened to the show and sent us some pictures because I wanted to know more. So he... How would you describe this? So it's made out of cardboard and duct tape. So, I mean, pretty economical. And it's, and then it's foam lined. So, and your rods go in there. It looks decent. I mean, I we're going to put pictures of this thing up, right, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so he made a box and he reinforced it with duct tape. And, um, duct, and not just your average everyday duct tape. So... This is, I call this foil, foil tape. Oh, is that not just duct tape? 
No, it's actual duct tape. So if you ever work on ducks, not the quacking kind, but like the duct <laughs> work in your in your house, um, you know, the gray stuff that you're used to putting on everything yeah. is not the tape you use. They actually make duct tape and it's a foil line tape. So it's actually like an aluminum foil wow. with an adhesive backing to it. And I've used that on a number of projects as well. Um, and it's really sturdy stuff, really sturdy stuff. And so I have no doubt that actually if he would put a little bit more of this stuff on there and just keep this thing from getting super, um, super soaked, it'll probably last them a ways, you know, lightweight. Um, yeah, it's super lightweight, super economical. I, I, I think it, it's a win from my perspective for a, a DIY low cost, um, rod case. I mean, rod cases can be hundred bucks. So, mm-hmm. and they weigh a lot if it works for him. And the way a lot, super white, light, lightweight. Um, I think you did a nice job. So I'm with you. I think if you went full in on the duct tape and just did the whole thing duct tape, I think like you cover the whole cardboard in duct tape. Like yeah. there's no cardboard sticking out. Because he said in here, if it gets wet, it'll probably kind of wimp out. I think if you did full duct tape, I think you'd be you'd be okay. I mean, and cardboard can be pretty dirty. I mean, it can actually get wet once or twice before it gives up but if so, you cover it in duct tape then it it'd last up. even longer yeah and then it's got like yeah. a string for like a handle yeah i did a nice job with it there's i'm not sure the is that beads what's the purpose there's there's a string that runs from one to the other like as a carrying strap yep i see and, that and it's just it's just like some thin rope yeah just a handle to give your the rope a little more girth so it doesn't cut into your hand and it's got some nice tying there it looks like a nice knot i don't know what kind of knot that is but it looks like you have to get have to ask Oli about the knot it's not a granny knot it's, it's like not purposeful. a knot i can make yeah this, yeah, this grip handle thing though looks like some bead work i don't know yeah <laughs> it's got some white bead work on it some cool knots and yeah it's really well done so and then the inside it has foam too fully foamed on the inside you're going to spend some money on that foam I don't know. You're going to find that somewhere because foam is not easy to just come by like that. It's like that hard kind of non wicking foam. Yeah. Looks like he uh, borrowed that from work. (laughs) And then it's got like a support for the rod and then it's got Velcro to hold it shut. I I mean, I think it'll work. Um, I think it has to work for a certain purpose though. Lake of the woods. Seven. Oh, you and your an Lake of the Woods and seventy-five miles out of Lake of the Woods. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. I was. But, but so <laughs> to bring this back, uh, Northwoods Dave pulled his rods out of his bag from when we were at, at Lake of the Woods last year. Yeah, it broke the ro- the hard plastic rod holders. They were broken, shattered. Yikes! Wow. So I mean, for we walking really out, f- for walking out, for. Keeping and pulling that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. You're going to be, be good. great. Yep. 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 Well, Pretty thanks cool. for sharing, Michael. That's, I uh, think it's cool. And it's fun to do stuff like that, too. All right. You want to talk about this ice tractor, Jay? I do. So, so what this next picture is, we have to do better at describing pictures. So, this is a Yard is, King yep. lawn tractor. From with, Grant, Grant H is who sent yep, this in to us. With the deck removed, 
Um, it looks like he's got a set of chains strapped up to the back end of this. It's kind yeah. of jacked up maybe a little bit. I don't know. It's got pretty good ground clearance. I don't think it's jacked up. I think there's just no. Yeah, there's no deck. So it ends underneath. up with pretty good ground clearance, really. Yeah. Um, and it's strapped up with some chains. It's got a, I think that seats off of an Eskimo flip over shaft. I know I caught that actually. So remember that I had one of these. Dave, yeah. Dave actually has it. So that's exactly what that is. It's from a. The green it's, bench seat. It's what it looks like. And it, I wonder if that sucker's got the rod holders underneath it or not. No, that Maybe. was. No, no. Okay. I had that bench. This was early flip over. Yeah. Time. There was not innovations like that. So there is a whole um, deal on these lawn tractors of guys that soup them up and use them for off-road work. Like oh, they I've use seen them. them they, they go four wheeling around basically with their lawn tractors off road. I've seen them and, race them on a track. You know, I certainly have thought about this like um, early ice and low snow, yes. you know, when you don't have a ton of snow and really with chains, you know, you could get through quite a bit. It's not a terrible idea really. Um, mm -hmm. When you think about what you can pick up an old lawn tractor for three, 400 bucks running, Usually, you know, because a lot of times the decks crap out them or rust out or whatever. Yep. And, you know, some of these things are 18, 19, 20 horsepower or better. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a lot plenty of power. Of, plenty of grunt to to pull an ice shack and yourself out up until you get too much snow. So certainly, you know, but certainly with those work. chains, you'd, you'd dig oh, in. Yeah. I mean, not four-wheel drive or anything like that. But. Yeah, you're not going to go super fast. I mean, unless you take the governor out of them or re-gear them or whatever, you're you're only going to get so much speed out of them. But and it's got. I a, think it's a great uh, idea. Yeah, it's got an auger holder and a basket on the front, and I, I thought it was. You see, it's got the handle. Is that a handle on the side? Is that used to be to put the deck up and down? See that big handle? Yeah, that that was probably to put the deck up and down. But you know, you remember the ice auger machine. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. For yeah. what those cost, yeah, um, which is probably why we don't see them around anymore. Um, and maybe they're out of business. I don't no, know. No, they're around. We we talked about them. I saw somebody trying to sell one. I think they're still kind of around, but it it, it you know, it's a tough sell. Yeah, but but I mean, this is essentially the same thing, but beefier. Yes. You know, um, you're not using oh. your ice auger, but nope. It's a similar kind of thing. But that's not big engine. I mean, you think they're running around even snow dogs or your, the your snow mutt that you have, you know, what do you got? Five horse in that? Yeah. Five, six horsepower. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm previewing. We shouldn't be talking about the snow mutt, but you know, is that what we call it? Is it a snow mutt? I don't know. We have not aptly named it yet. So we'll have to wait. I feel like those are snow mutts because snow dogs are like, you know, the name brand. Sure. Sure. Expensive snow, ones. This is like snow the snow mutt. mutt. Yeah, it could be. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I'm. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I wanted to use that handle on the side, like as a drifting handle. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can pull. It doesn't work that way, but you know how in drift cars they have a big brake. Sure. That makes the the back end kick out. You could use that for the drift handle. I mean, you'd have to probably get rid of the chains. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's possible. Well, Grant, we really want to thank you for sharing that. It looks like he had a couple of help from his buddies, Jacob and CJ. Yep. So, yeah, these things always come together better when you have a few buddies to kind of prod sure. you along. 
So, and, and I'm looking for forward to that drift kit with the the angle kit on the front end of that lawnmower. Yeah. For <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Uh, let's see, Charles M. Are we doing a fish donkey tournament this year? Yes, we're doing a fish donkey tournament this year. More to come on that in the next couple episodes. We're gonna we're gonna wait till we actually have decent ice before yeah. we kick that thing off. Probably what mid mid to late January, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I'm hoping early mid January, but yeah, we got to get some ice and then. What does early mid January mean? Well, like second week of January. Second week, yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Okay, get some solid ice everywhere throughout the ice belt, and yeah, we got to get, get that going. Get it going because it apparently was popular. We didn't do it last year. We did it two years ago, and we've been getting asked for it. And we talked to them at a show, a ice fishing show, and they made some improvements to the app to make things a little easier for us and everybody else. So yeah, yeah, and I think Jeff, we're gonna we don't have it lined up yet, but I think we're gonna do um, what we did last time is we kicked everything back, but this year we're gonna kick fifty percent to a charity. We haven't yet decided the charity and then 50% mm-hmm. will go to, to purchasing prizes for the yep. top fish. I think yeah. that's what we're going to do. Um, so yeah, that's our plan. We're going to try to give some, some money back to the community this year um, throughout that tournament. So awesome. All right. So Matt S sent us some information about a underwater camera here since we talked about those last time. Yeah. So he's, I am looking and going to a more portable on a camera and he was recommending the Octa view um, and said it's, it's a lot more portable than what he saw with a more portable Markham camera. So they're nice wind up reel on the back. So keep those, those suggestions coming. Um, the AquaView micro revolution 5.0, just in case you want a longer name. <laughs> yeah, that's a long name. <laughs> But thankfully, it's not like I'm tattooing it on my arm or anything. So. <laughs> Why would you tattoo that on your arm? I don't know. I just, you know, oh. in case, long names. <laughs> Maybe on your chest? <laughs> I don't Reminds know. me of an old joke, which I won't say. <laughs> you weren't thinking of the same joke. <laughs> Okay, good. You're right there too. Welcome yeah, to yeah. Jamaica, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, like, that's you either know it or you won't. We don't need to say it. <laughs> family show, Jason. Family show. Hey, like I said, you either know the joke or you don't. I don't need to say it. Okay. If people are bursting out laughing, they know the joke. If they're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? They don't. All right, man. You can email uh, us if you need to know the joke. Matt S, thank you for you had no clue what you're getting into when you told <laughs> us, this, but thanks for the recommendation. All right. So this is, oh, we had Tate F. So we've been kind of not very kind to this predator tip no. up. And, but you know, everybody had some people like every kind of gear, right? I mean, just because you and I don't like it doesn't mean it's not useful for somebody. Absolutely. And Tate really likes it. So Tate F said he really likes it. It's super um, versatile and he likes it better again than the jaw jacker. So I, I don't use those and maybe that's where I struggle with why I don't, but he said versus the jaw jacker, it's a better product. Well, I think, you know, for him, because he's using it both as a hook set and a standard tip up. So it has that versatility, I guess. Um, Whereas we're not looking for a hook set because you can't use that legally in Minnesota. Yeah. Last I knew. 
Um, so, so yeah, I'm, I mean, if someone wants to send us one to try, we'll try it, but I'm not buying one. I don't know. I'm almost, I mean, I would try anything. Once, you should buy one, but I'm not going to buy think you it. Should. Oh, I think you should. No, nope, put it on I'm, your Christmas list. Not too late. No, I would just be selling it on Facebook marketplace soon. <laughs> yeah. I just know that it's yeah. gotta be simple because we can't use the fancy part of this. And we're just not smart enough to use the rest. Yeah. Of it. it might be user problems too. All right. So we got a fishing report here, Jay, from Chet W. Which is awesome. Really nice. Beautiful fish. Yeah. And it's in Montana. And Georgetown Lake. So and eight inches of ice. Looks like he's out there. Looks like he's fishing a lot like we do. If you look at this picture here, beautiful fish. But he's got a flip over with a Garmin. I don't know if it's live scope or not, but a Garmin fish finder there. So it looks similar to what we would do. Yeah, absolutely. The you know, scenery is pretty cool. Yeah. Beautiful fish. You're, I don't know if I'd call it the mountains in the background. There's hills in the background, but yeah. Which I mean, I hardly have hills where I live. <laughs> yeah. Even that's exciting. All right. So Dave, Daryl H packs these in this tackle box. I don't know. What do you think about these things? Jay There's a picture of a fish. And then there's tiny hands holding the fish. Oh, yeah, the tiny hand thing. And you hold the fish way out, and you put these tiny hands, and it makes the fish look bigger. It's a good joke, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I'm probably not going to mess with that. (laughs) It says, he's one crafty son of a fish. (laughs) So, I don't know. I... It's interesting. It's good. I mean, you got to have fun out there. It's not always about to be in serious. So, yeah, I, my favorite ones are the ones where you have the little GI Joe guy. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> next to the fish. Um, Colby out there in New Hampshire and Vermont, no ice. Had it, but it left. Yeah, I, I saw one. He posted on uh, our Discord channel. I think it was on Discord. Uh, so if you're a patron or you, we have a discord channel where we talk and stuff sometimes on there and, you know, he said, hey, we've got ice here and then now it's gone. So. No, no ice. Yeah. Connor. So Connor hit us up just on some suggestions here in central Iowa um, for spoons. You know, I was going to recommend for him that um, her, what the heck's the name of that thing? Darn it. Jeff, you were fishing with it this weekend. Oh, the slab seeker, the slab seeker, the the slab from widowmaker seeker. lures. Yep, from widowmaker. Yeah, um, I, I think that's one really he should add to his to his box for Central Iowa, don't you? Yes, I actually absolutely. Northwoods Dave loves them. I am coming around on them quite a bit. It's similar to a pinhead minnow, to be realistic. So that was the thing I was going to say. So the two things I would I would add to his tackle box is the um, the the pinhead minnow and the jointed pinhead minnow in a couple of different colors and the um the slab seeker in a couple of different colors and sizes from north from but those aren't really those aren't really spoons those are it's as much as a spoon as a swedish pimple is yeah but they're tungsten the slab seekers are tungsten so to they me are. they're kind of a drop dropper jig with a different shape at some level 
Um, I so my go-to spoon, like if you want a flutter action versus a drop action, you know, like the pinhead minnow and the slab seeker are going to go to the bottom fast, right? You're going to fish it like a jig. Yep. Well, I'll give you that. Um, if you're looking for a spoon to get some fluttering action from a bigger perspective, I like the, the, the leech flutter spoon I've used. Oh yeah. I've used that one. Yep. And that one flutters pretty good. Or I like the frosty and, and that's a clam. Yes. That's a clam. Yep. Or I like the frosty spoon, which is just a small. Oh, yeah. You love that frosty spoon. <laughs> I've kind of given the, they've been at rest in the tackle box a bit more, but if you're looking for it to me, a true spoon, which is not tungsten, not a, even the buckshot jigs. I don't think those are really spoons. I mean, they kind of are shaped like a spoon, but they're so heavy. They go right to the bottom. So I don't know that that's what I would be. Okay. Well, that gives them some spots to start. So since we talked about the slab seeker, I, I bought some last week before we went up, I went with Northwoods Dave and we were crappie fishing and I really like that bait. It's not quite a spoon, but Connor for should definitely have one. I, they had a pack of five slab seekers for 20 bucks on the website. It's just a normal price. So they have two different kinds and two different weights. So if you, they have like a grow, a glow spotted one. Yep. And then they have like, just like a normally painted one. It does not glow. Um, they have five different colors. So for $20, I, I, got five jigs for $40. I got 10 jigs. If you go buy any jig like that, they're going to cost you five or $6 a piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty economical. Uh, it's and also in this order, I think so I got to prove it out, but I might've found my favorite tackle box that's ever existed. Okay. That's they, a pretty tall I mean, comment. But we've spent, I everybody I know spends time looking for the tackle box. We all have these small tackle boxes back to Lake of the Woods again, but you're running across the lake. They get banged around. The paint falls off. They get mangled. No matter what kind of tackle box you put them in, they end up getting beat up. You don't wear out your lures because you caught fish. You wear them out because they got beat up on the way to the fishing hole. And so people put like foam in them and that kind of stuff. But they have a medium, it's a medium deluxe, it's yellow, it's not very big, they call it a medium, but there's no small or large, which is very interesting to me when you have something called the medium, but there's no small or large, and it's that closed cell foam, that really dense foam, and then it's made for tungsten jigs, but I used it for, for my slab seekers, and it has foam on the bottom and the top. And it it's super tight. So when you put them in there and you open it up, you can see the indents from your lures in the foam and it's glued to it. So I, a little more field testing on this, but I'm probably going to order some more. Yeah. I'm looking at it on their website. It's like $12.99. It's not expensive. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's no. not like it's yeah, super that's expensive. real affordable. And with that whole buckshots, Jeff. So it's a little tight because those slab seekers are kind of small. It would hold the smaller buckshots. Okay. But, but if you look on their website, 
for $42. They have the suitcase. I know I was making fun because they don't have small or large. They just have medium. Well, they have medium, and then they have the suitcase. It will hold 600 tungsten jigs. Now, they're talking the little small tungsten jigs, but I it's not that big. I saw somebody's hand on it. I think I might order one, but I think I could probably fit all of my all of my not giant uh, lures like spoons and everything in that one case. Sure. And you think that those sides would hold it, the spoon would squish it enough to hold the jigs in place. Yeah, it does. It's tight. Like it closes hard. Mm -hmm. I was a little worried. It was almost bent by hooks. It was so hard. So I did find one of those clam jig boxes. Yes. Um, You know, and those are, are wider. So the jigs are like your buckshots would go nose down into them. Yes. Yes. And then you could just put a little piece of foam and they're 12 bucks. So I'm, I'm yeah. probably going to pick up one of those and give that a shot. So okay. we can, we can go ahead to head on that. Yeah, no. I, and the only thing is I liked the suitcase. Cause it was really big and you'd have it all in one, but I mean, I really like those, those tackle boxes that go in your pocket. So I might just get some of the smaller ones and just make one like my buckshot one, one, my smaller jig one. I mean, I have four little tackle boxes. I probably don't need that many, but I think you could get two or three of these. The big, there's going to be some lures that won't fit in these and you're going to have to do something else with those. But yeah. most of them, I, I might order more. <laughs> so, so anyways, I was just excited because, so I've seen you, you have some and in, in Northwoods, Dave had some too, those clam clear ones that are flat. Yeah. I haven't loaded that up and tried it yet, but there's still nothing holding those lures in there on the top end. So I don't know. No, we'll there's not. But actually I'm thinking of trying to find a little piece of foam. Well, this, the one that they have on Widowmaker has the foam built in. You don't yep. have to find a piece of foam and they're yeah. not expensive. They're 12 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And no, you're right. So give it a shot. Yeah. So I might get a couple more. It's really nice. Report back. Well, I kind of started, I mean, I used them this weekend and I loved it. Like I wanted to order more immediately when I came back and if you spend over 30 bucks, you get free shipping and it came within a couple days. Again, I wish, you know, I guess Widowmaker should be paying this, but it, yeah, it, they're not, but yeah. that's okay. We actually had them on the show. Gosh, they, they came on and told their story about how they all yep. got started and everything. What episode? That was a while back. And and they're an uh, Iowa company, small. They Iowa. are an Iowa company. I mean, he more or less uh, bought it because it was for sale and they bought some lures from there and it seemed like a cool idea. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah so season one season one episode season four episode one. Oh, okay so three years ago sweet yeah so i might order some more of those maybe or maybe santa will get me um or with some money from santa i don't know yeah all right did you see i think this might be like is this like the owner of deep freeze or did you see this response we got from about your Android problem with deep freeze? Oh, no, I didn't actually. So Michael Meyer, and I'm assuming not the one who's in the Halloween movies for, you know, Halloween 25 where they slasher movies. <laughs> Michael. No, Jack. I don't think this is the actual deep freeze guy. Cause he's saying he's thinking of getting them like me. I mean, so oh. that's, that's no, it's just a dude. Uh, I just saw in the middle there, it says, Blue Tips Android users were back up and running. Please give it a download from the Play Store. 
report okay. back if there's any issues. So, so you know, uh, I did see this. So, yeah, because I've I've got to dig them out of my backpack and hook them up to my new phone and see if they work. So, I will do that, Michael, and I will let you know the next episode, or I'll shoot you a message and let you know if I got them running. Um, because I would very much like to use them. Northwoods Dave pulled his out when we were tip up fishing this weekend, uh-huh. but then we ended up not using them because he was having problems. So. Yeah. And the thing is they need to work like consistently. Well, and um, we were beautiful day sitting on the ice. We could see yeah, our tip really ups. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Jason, did you say the Jeff P responded to about your float suit question? He did. So Jeff, um, or this listener, Jeff, for the record, float bibs with no float jacket will still float me head up. Well, that's good. That's good to know. And his and this wasn't opinion, might. I mean, he. This sounds pretty. He's pretty confident. Like, if you're only going to go with one, go with the bibs. Um, they're better to have because the bibs float you upright, but it helps to bring your legs up to get you out of the water easier. You know that makes sense. That makes sense because, yeah, you want a little buoyancy on your legs to try to get out of that, get up on the ice. So, I probably bought the wrong. The wrong thing. I'm going to have to buy it. Maybe when the clam goes on sale or something goes on sale this this late winter, I'll have to pick up a, a bibs. I don't think you have to wait long. I feel like what you know, there's a couple things. I think, you know, if you want the most hot thing, maybe it's out already. But I feel like these suits don't tend to be the first thing that sells out. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, it's, I'm still going to be hard pressed, though, to, to replace something that's working perfectly good. It's for safety, Jason. Yeah, you know, I just bought the original one because I was tired of my Carhartts getting soaking wet. Yeah. You know? I have cheap um, Frable ones, and they're great. I love them. I mean, they have padding in the knees. Yeah, you've had those a long time. Yeah, that crotch has got some blowing out, probably from me bending over and being a little heftier than I once was. But, yeah. But but yeah, I, I I guess my point about the on sale stuff is I feel like the ice show comes out and they have good ice show deals. Then mm-hmm. it kind of simmers for a couple of weeks and the ice hasn't been really good. And I think people aren't buying stuff as much. And I'm guessing the sales are going to be pretty good this year. I mean, I don't know that, but that's just my vibe. Like the longer we go without ice, they don't want that stuff sitting around on the shelves in yeah. March, right? They want it gone. So, you know, speaking of bill i just google them quick while we're talking you know because we talked about they weren't at the ice show and every all their ice fishing shelters and stuff are out of stock i just think they got maybe they're just done i think they're like, done i haven't heard anything officially that the frable's done but they used to have a ton of ice shacks like and i, I don't think they have any i've not seen one for sale so Frabill is a brand of pure fishing incorporated according to their website is pure fishing do they have another brand that's ice fishing i'm going to them right now so they they have yeah they're that's these guys okay so they own a lot of these brands fluger shakespeare spider wires spider wire strand hardy grays johnson um mitchell but not really ice fishing stuff no no saltwater, fresh water, not really ice fishing at all. So yeah. it looks like they're just getting out of the ice fishing business, if I had to guess. Fraybill but, was the only one that was ice fishing. And- yeah, but Fraybill, you know, they got some bait buckets and stuff under the Fraybill brand. Yeah. So they're kind of keeping that alive. But other than that, I think it looks like they're 
And actually, if you go to their website, Abu Garcia, Berkeley, Ugly Stick, Fenwick, yep. Shakespeare, that whole grouping of stuff. Yep. So if you go to, like on their website, they don't even mention Freebill anymore. Yeah. So they're just letting, I bet they're just selling out Ooh, inventory. And then they're Berkeley go ice fishing. Berkeley ice fishing. I just, they have a tip rods. up. They have a tip up. Oh, really? <laughs> Berkeley ice fishing, the Berkeley ice tip up. <laughs> just one tip up. We're going to make one tip up. <laughs> That's our ice fishing. Uh, they probably have a container full of them. Container ship container full of them. They got to get rid of or something. Yeah, you know, and I hate I hate to see companies get out of the ice fishing business because I think the, you know, like anything, the more competition it pushes the whole the whole thing forward, the more people trying to to develop new and improve things. Um, well, but I do think you know, really, in shelters, we're we're really at this kind of uh, plateau, um, and what people need to do. To me, and I think you've said this before, Jeff, and believe it or not, I do listen to you. Wow. Is, oh my gosh. Um, I'm shocked. It's really about really the next the next innovation is okay, now we've developed this beautiful, nice, big, comfortable shelter. How light can we make it? Yes. And still perform the same duties. You yep. know, can we get a you know a, a big tub lightweight shack that's le- less than 70 pounds? And durable, lightweight and durable. That's durable. Yeah. So it'll take an advance in plastic really to get there, I think. So well, and it's it seems big to us because this is what we talk about and and just geek out on all the time. But reality is this ice fishing still stuff is still pretty niche or niche. Oh n- yeah, whichever however fancy <laughs> you pronounce that, niche or niche. Ice fishing seems like we should call it niche. Niche, niche. seems too the fancy. Niche. I don't know. Yeah. Depends on your <laughs> part of the country you're from, I suppose, but yeah, I mean it. It it's a small market when you compare it to freshwater fishing. You know, I mean, because the United States is only part of the puzzle when it comes to that. Um, you know, there's a lot more, a lot more freshwater and saltwater wow. fishing than there is ice fishing. Um, and if current climate trends continue, that will also continue to be yes. the, to be the deal. So, um. But, but yeah, so I think like it's hard to compete and, you know, they, these companies are betting on, you know, the stuff we buy in December and November. I mean, they have to order, I mean, let's face it, most of it comes from China. It's designed here, but like a lot of it has to be made and shipped here, right? And they yeah. get a big shipment of it and, you know, it's out when it's out, but they also might be that, you know, like that. What was that tip up last year? The was that Freeble that made that Viper? Who made that Viper tip up with the aerator in it? It was like eighty bucks. It wasn't Freebill. What what is it? It's called the Viper. V Y P E R tip up. Freebill Viper. Yep. Oh, it was Freebill. Their last hurrah. So I mean, I went to Shields and there was a pallet of those things sitting on the floor, right? I mean, they made this thing. They thought it'd be the next cool thing. And instead they get stuck with a whole bunch of 70 tip ups, right? Yeah. So, so it, it's hard business, right? They're trying to guess and you have to innovate. So you miss sometimes. And I don't know. I, I think it's Well, hard. then you look at like a company like Clam. Yeah. Who has so many pros, you know, out mm-hmm. repping their products and the, the yeah. financial investment they make in that, in that right. marketing. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I imagine that's quite the, there's some people doing some math on, on, okay, how many shacks do you think we're going to project to sell this year? And, oh, you know, cause you don't sure. want to have holdover mark. You, you got to lose your butt on the holdover models right. all the time. Well, yeah. Think about this year. Like, Hey, I've got a taco door hub. Oh, well, by the way, we're selling big door hubs now. So that taco door hub is now yeah half yeah. the price. Right. I mean, so let's say you got a, and they're getting more and more expensive all the time. You sell a $700 shelter, right? Uh, I'm guessing it's a lot easier to sell $7 lures and the markup's probably way better than Absolutely. on a $700 shack. And you have to invest all this space in the warehouse and all this stuff versus yeah. I, I think there's just, it's just hard. It's a hard business. And then, you know, the average, the average guy isn't buying a shack a year. Nope. You know, you're buying one every 10. Yeah. They're really wow. their best hope is that you buy the wrong shack at first. Oh, I bought so many wrong shacks. But you know, I mean, really, that's the best. <laughs> yeah. Like you yeah. start off on the family with, you start off with the two man hub, mm-hmm. you know, or then you go to the one man flip or the two man flip, and then you get the yeah. big hub, and then you go back to the single hub, you know, I mean, because otherwise, if you just buy the right one right out of the gate, then you're not a very good customer. Well, I must be a good customer because I keep on buying you ones are. where I'm like, yeah. I could use a different one. You or support a the one. economy. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's hard out there. Frable will miss you. It seems like you're gone, but you know, you made some good products for a long time for ice fishing. So sometimes cheap ones too, like cheap in a good way, not cheap in a bad way. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. We're at show business, Jay. You better cover show business. Show business. Best <laughs> places to interact with us on social media is Instagram and Facebook. You can find us on our website at hardwatershow.com, YouTube at hardwatershow, email us at hardwatershow at gmail.com, or on X at hardwatershow. We have one fact check date, Jay. I see that. Northwoods Dave said you misspoke. He said I I had an eye on. I don't remember saying I had an eye on, but. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to re-listen to the episode so we can fact check Dave's fact check. Fact check the fact checkers. Yeah, I mean, if I if Dave said I said it, I probably I my checkbook's not ready to move on from it. From it, but so the what's the top of the line? Ion's Ion Alpha, right? Yes. And um, so I was looking, reading a post from uh, a nice fishing personality, Nicole Stone, and she had done a review on the Ion Alpha and the new Eskimo auger. And I'm just paraphrasing here. I'm sure you can look her up and find this review if you want. But um, basically her take on it was, you know, they both cut ice pretty similarly as far as speed. Um, In fact, Eskimo might be just a sneeze faster. But her point was like for her, she didn't care because the ion was super smooth. So it didn't jerk. It didn't torque, torque. It didn't yank. You know, so like if you're a smaller person stature wise or you have a shoulder injury or you want you know, fatigue is a thing if you're drilling a gazillion holes. So basically what her review was getting at, and I'll never have both side by side. So I'm going to go with what her word is until somebody tells me otherwise is, you know, they both do, they both cut a hole, but do you want a Cadillac ride or do you want a Ford Fiesta ride? And, you know, you've talked about ST. Those are pretty fun, actually. Ford Fiesta (laughs) ST. Yeah, absolutely. But, you know, there's some some caddies that would still smoke the SST too. So yeah, 
Yeah, and, and I have a forty volt, and I use I use Oli's Ion. It wasn't an Alpha, but it, it was an Ion, and it was definitely Cadillac smooth. Like, in my forty volt, when it first came out, was one of the first like purpose built ones. Absolutely, and it was like lights out, the awesomest thing I've ever used, and it still works great. But you know, like anything, things get better, things yep, get smoother, things advance over time, and and so I think mine's I don't want to call it the Model T of electric augers because. I think the Model T was that Strike Master they had with an old Vexlar battery that drilled like two holes. Remember that one? <laughs> yeah. But that was probably the Model T. But this is like, this is maybe the, uh, I don't know, what was like the next thing after the Model T that everybody bought? I don't know. It's like a Ford Fairlane. It's like a Ford Fairlane, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Ford Fairmont. It's a, it's a Mercury. It's a, it's a Ford Tempo. It's more like a Mustang. Like everybody's got It's not one, right? a Mustang. I, I like Mustangs. It, it doesn't break enough to be a Mustang. Hey, be nice. <laughs> I I have the same engine that they put in taxi cabs that run like a million miles. So I we're know. good. All right. So so, anyways, I, I think if I was going to buy one today, I would really probably get consider an Ion because they are smooth. They're butter smooth. Yeah, they're light. I mean, they're light. They are. It just depends on what your needs are. You know. Yeah. I've been never looked back from my pistol grip with the DeWalt 996. I do like that too, actually. You're, I mean, it just, it just runs. Yes. If you wanted a little more grip, you could add the clam plate to it, eh. you know, if you needed it. I don't, certainly don't need yeah. it. Um, we've, we've drilled some really thick ice with that thing. I love that um, thing, Jay. Yeah, I do like you it. You know, and it, it yeah. I've yet to put blades on it or sharpen yeah. them, which yeah. probably needs it. But, um, and speed is like, um, you know, it's kind of relative at this point. It's like using going from a hand auger to a powered auger of any sort. You're like, the speed is a really important. If I'm burning an extra quarter inch a second to get my hole done, it doesn't really matter. No, not. No, what, what I like is I get the hole drilled and I'm not out of breath. Right. And, you know, you said that you <laughs> drill a lot of holes because you get tired, but I don't drill a lot of holes with my electric. I drill a hole and I fish it. I don't, it's oh, not Swiss yeah, I'm, cheese. I'm kind of a Swiss cheese kind of guy. I don't, I don't. Swiss if I drill one, I drill eight. But it's not a, you don't, it's not a gas auger. You don't have to let it warm up. You just, you drill yeah, a hole, you fish it, no, you drill another hole, you, drill, no, you see, fish it. But you scare the fish. You <sighs> scare the fish. So you want, you want to have, I don't so know. when I'm working I, a break. When I'm working a break and I'm trying to find my fish, you're wrong. Edge, I know, <laughs> but this is how I do it. I drill my hole where I'm going to fish. And then I look out ahead and go, okay, when I'm bored here, I'm going here next. And I walk over there and I drill my next couple of holes and my next couple of holes, my next couple of holes. So then I fish where I'm at, you know, for a little bit. And if I'm not catching anything, then I just start moving. So, and my holes are drilled. I will do that. And I did that this weekend. Because we were fishing outside and I could hop around. If I'm in my shack, it's a different story. If you, well, because you use a hub. But even if I'm in my flip over, I, I would I would not drill more holes. Oh, I do all the time. Yeah, just drill too many holes. Anyways, all right, different <laughs> different strategy. I've never gotten a ticket for drilling too many holes. <laughs> Sorry, sir, you've drilled too many holes. <laughs> you've reached your max. <laughs> your hole, yeah. I, I can you don't tell want you, to scare the fish. I've never run out of battery though either. So, you know, this doesn't really happen. All well, right. If so you drill one hole a day, you wouldn't. 
Brother Oli, because I don't know what to call him. <laughs> OG Oli, Brother Oli, I don't know. Not Oli that's been on the show, but the brother of that Oli, which is also Oli. Oli's so, bro Oli. Oli's bro Oli. OBO. OBO. Ask him OBO. OBO. Okay, OBO said what? Isn't that like Uncle Buck? Like, what is Buck? I don't know. We're going to call him OBO. He's oh, it's UB. Up. UB is Uncle Buck from the movie, not OBO. It's UB. Yeah. No, we're calling him OBO. OBO. He'll have so to contact o- us if he wants to change his name back. <laughs> OBO texted me and said he, when he moved south, he gave his Bud Bar to Oli, not OBO, but Oli. OBO gave it to Oli. Yeah. And so now he's never getting it back again. So he needs a new Spud Bar. And he asked me which one I used and which one was good. And I said, I don't know. I have one. It's like got a wood handle and a red end, and it's made out of a heavy steel, and it's got a little chisel at the end. Hybrid, probably ice chisel-ish, but bar. But I said, you have one that folds up. You like that one, right? Well, it, it comes apart. It doesn't fold. Oh. It, um, it's got a pin in it. So it's two-piece, okay. which I, I like the fact that it's two-piece yeah. because, um, you know, Eventually, you get to kind of a period of time where you really don't need it out all the time. But um, I've learned some of the places I go, I still want it with me in case I wander a bit. Yeah. Um, Especially if I'm up on a river. Hmm? And I kind of keep it. If I start stop seeing foot traffic, then I'm like, ooh, I should get the old spud bar ice chisel out and check what I'm doing. Do you know what brand it is or what it is? Fleet Farm. These things don't seem to have brands. They seem to be like some guy just makes a bunch. I don't, I don't know. I bought it at Mills Fleet Farm. It's a two piece and it's heavy, you know, so it's certainly heavy enough to, to do your three thwacks and and you're good to go. Nope. I, Um, I spent $300 getting the, it's red. It could be an Eskimo. Mine's red also. I spent the extra $300 saving 10 pounds and then put a giant heavy spud bar in my (laughs) shake. Um, Eskimo has a one piece, so it probably isn't. So I have mine, not because I did a bunch of research, but Eskimo, because- it, this is an, oh. it's an Eskimo two piece Eskimo. ice chisel. Okay. That's what I have. And it's got a foam handle on it. Yeah. I'll put a picture. Nice. I'll put a picture of mine. It's, it looks like a baseball bat attached to a big hunk of metal with some pointy things at the end. I mean, I can it, send you a picture of what I have. And I just needed one and I went to the bait shop and this is what they had. So I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what brand it is. It works. It's it's, I get scared that if I was driving home this weekend and I'm like, it has like a little protector, a piece of wood to put on the end. So you don't like, uh-huh. and, I, and I didn't put it on and I'm like, what if that thing speared me through the back of the seat? <laughs> Cause, well, cause like mess. it's in the, back of the truck but that thing's heavy like if you hit the brakes would it just like no no would it no. spear you like no all right it would need more velocity i, I, I don't I mean, know if, if if we were a podcast with a budget we could test that but uh, yeah we're what are, those, what are those guys called they're like uh whistling dixie or wind dixie or whatever them guys i uh, know the mythbusters mythbusters oh. yeah are we to our topic no, <laughs> we've been talking for an hour and we're not to our topic yet. All right, we're getting there. And I'm like, I don't know, Jay, we have some stuff to cover, but so I am still on my shuttle journey. 
So it has been a journey. I've decided that it's just going to be what it is. I'm going to make it work. So I'm now customizing. There you go. That's and the spirit. So good being such a Sally about it. Yeah, I know, but it's still, I mean, I'm going to have 10 million hours and $300 into this thing. And I should have just bought a, the name <laughs> brand one, but whatever. So I put that arm on there because I read that, you know, some people like to use the arm instead of a float to get it in the middle of the hole. Yeah. And, and, and so I bought the arm from Bass King or Bass King. I'm not sure how you say it. And it was super thick. Remember how thick it was? I do. And it didn't really fit. So I found a different one for Garmin that was much thinner and worked much better. Okay. That I just had. So I used that. And now I'm rigging some lights into it. So I bought some lights and a different switch. It came with like a cigarette lighter plug. Okay. Is one of the, it has four holes, the switch to turn it on and off. It has a indicator of how many volts the battery has. It had a cigarette lighter and then it has two USBs for power. Okay. Cool. Well, what am I going to do with a cigarette lighter? I don't know. Like, it's not made for cigarette lighting, but you know, like adapt those people don't make those use that stuff anymore. Yeah. It's all USB anymore. So I ordered another switch and I'm going to mount some lights in the front of it so that it has lights. Okay. So, and then that sounds cool. Northwoods Dave, cause it's hard to, it's so big and pain in the butt. He gave me a milk crate. Oh yeah. Put it in. So then it will be protected like on those long, crazy. Yeah. So yeah, 25 we, yeah. mile an hour, Lake of the Woods kind of stuff. So, so we'll continue to work on that. I'll have some pictures. It's got duct tape on it. I used, I threaded, I made, I used my thing to make threads to like thread my quarter 20 accessories into the 3D printed plastic. I don't know. It works okay. Good, so cool. Anyways, so Good we'll have to get your hands dirty. Yeah, well, I've taken that thing apart so many times. Um, we talked about the Widowmaker stuff, so that was here. We can skip that. So the real topic. We're at the topic, Jay. One hour in. I don't really care because I didn't get to go fishing, but I guess you can tell us about your fishing experience. <laughs> Would you like me to tell you about fishing? Literally still wa- looking at open water. <laughs> um, yeah, it's scary. Like, I mean... And the news likes to publicize this stuff a lot. And the ice is super tough this year. Always be careful. I'm not going to go into a rant about that. But, you know, they had to get some people off Red Lake this weekend. Um, Today, a plane landed on Red Lake and then went through the ice. I read that. That's like crazy. You know, because they couldn't stop. Imagine that. You land on glare ice and you can't stop. And they went through the ice. So that's kind of sad. But I think everybody was okay. But... Just be careful out there. I'm not going to make it more than that, but the ice is tough. But where I went fishing this weekend, we had eight inches of solid ice. We, you know, walked Which our is, way out. plenty of ice. Yeah. I mean, so it was fine. And, you know, the lake we're on is pretty protected and it's way up north. So not a big, giant, open lake, right? It's, you know, you can see across it. It's not too big. Mm-hmm. So we went up there and... We talked about I use a slab seeker, some waxies and crappie minnows. Crappie minnows seem to be working better. And so this is one thing I noticed is everybody right now is like early ice fish shallow, early ice fish shallow. The fish are like it's opener. 
in the spring. Not where we were. We caught our crappies in the basin of the lake, not by shore. So I guess the point of that is, even if somebody says this is how you should be fishing right now, you know, use that as a starting point because you want to listen to those smart people. But that doesn't mean every lake is like that, right? Well, every... you, you want to go with the uh, with the old man on the lake. Yeah, you don't, you know, you don't want to go, Jason Mitchell told me to fish by the shore. And you go to somebody's lake and they go, well, no, here's where the fish are. No, but just, you know, you got to go with the local knowledge, right? I mean, there's, there's like, yeah. there's like, here are the general rules that work everywhere and where you start from. And then there's the, here's what works here. So just do this. And so we were in the basin, 20 feet of water. And, you know, we started out the day tip up fishing. I mean, it was just a beautiful day, Jason. Like it was 32, 33 degrees, no ice shacks. You get to put a chair out, listen to the Vikings game on the radio, crack a beer, put your tip ups out and catch one Northern. <laughs> I mean, we got one Northern. Uh, I, I missed one. And, you know, but even though we didn't catch that many, it was just great to be out there and, you know, you're not stuck in a shack. The weather was great. Northwoods, Dave and I both watched a tip up spring. Like we were just staring at our tip ups and it went doing. Yeah. So, I mean, we caught Northerns in the morning, well, a Northern in the early afternoon. And then the lake we're on, like a lot of lakes, it's got a very sh- very narrow window of bite. Like we started fishing at three. The reality is they they started biting a half an hour before the sun went down, and they bit ten minutes after the sun went down, and that was it. I mean, it, we stayed so out. Are you there. still marking them in the basin? But they just quit biting. When we started out there at three, we would mark them in the basin, but they would not bite. Like, got it. And then you know when it came time, they started biting. And then when they stopped biting, they really went away and they went somewhere else and you weren't going to chase. The ice wasn't good enough. We were at night. We're not moving. You you couldn't chase them in the dark. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it was funny speaking of people that know the lake. So I had my Helix seven with a GPS and I'd fished the spot before. So it was marked on my, my GPS Mm -hmm. Northwoods. Dave went out there, drilled a hole and I walked out there with my, helix and we were within like two feet you know there's no <laughs> replacing funny. somebody that knows the lake it's just no there's just I, not. I mean there's no replacement for that so yeah no, and was, it's, it's funny you know especially with crappies that they they tend to come back to that similar yeah. spot year after mm-hmm. year so mm-hmm. really spending some time finding them pays can pay dividends for a lot of long oh, time versus sure. just like one trip you know of course we were we were on that lake right jay nunya Nanya, yeah. Nanya Business Lake, yeah. <laughs> it's too small of a lake. We're not going to talk about what it would. You know, when I'm on Mille Lacs or Red Lake, I'll talk about that yep. specific lake. But this is, yeah, this is, uh, this is, you could hotspot this lake for sure. And, oh, and it, it's not like it's really, I mean, it's a good fishing lake. Um, there are other lakes like it. It's not like it's a secret or anything, but you just... I, I'm guessing my invitation to go back would be not so good. If I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. But it was a good time. Hung out with an old friend, you know, just 
can't complain. That's what ice fishing is about. Absolutely. Except I didn't get to go, which sucks. Well, I told you I was going. Oh, but... I know. I could have. <laughs> I could have skipped my in-laws Christmas and went fishing. Oh, I'm sure you had much better time. No. <laughs> and they're lovely people. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Yes. But I wasn't fishing. So yes. Well, I mean, this weekend I would love to get out again, but the reality is, is Monday's Christmas and I just don't yeah. see that happening. So maybe the weekend after that. You could Year's only weekend. get out with water wings. Yeah. I mean, it's cold ish up here. You're still, I mean, we're pretty we're far from at... one tons and dual axles. That's for sure. So let's see. What's my forecast tomorrow? 42 and 30. Thursday, 42 and 35. Oof. Friday, 47 and oh. 40. Saturday, wow. 53 and 46. Mm. Sunday, 53 and 52 and 46. And Monday, 51 and 34 in rain. Oh boy. Yeah. So we're going to be mowing by end of next week. <laughs> what we've got, I'm going to take a look at our forecast. Oh, yeah. It's even here, Jason. I mean, on Sunday, it's. 47 degrees and rain. Yeah, that's not good. You know, it's 15 today for a low. Yeah, I mean, you're making ice right now, and it, it, it'll it happen pretty quick. It, I mean, the lake's not going to warm back up, but you're just not no. going to add. Yeah. So you're just not going to add anything. It's just going to be one of those seasons that El Nino or Nina, El Nino, yep. El Nino is just kind of that year. I mean, yep. we've had other years where we were supposed to go ice fishing in Mille Lacs in late January, and we didn't get out. So, yep, yep. We got a legend, Jay. Somebody else sent in a legend. Did you see this? We do have a legend. The legend's going to be sponsored by Dakota Sunset Resort on Devil's Lake. I, how do you pronounce this, Jeff? Miniwakan? Miniwakan, North Dakota. Right next resort. to Devil's Lake. <laughs> yeah, it's on Devil's Lake there. Yeah. So it sits on West Bay Lake or West Bay on Devil's Lake. Um, six hours from Minneapolis, under three hours from Fargo, and 10 hours from Madison. Um, you can access the lake right from the resort and you mm -hmm. can drive on directly from your cabin. So it's pretty cool. And we want to thank the people that send in things. And so we are still looking for a legend for next week or next episode. So, yeah, we probably won't have, well, I mean, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens next week. Yeah. But... For our next episode, it probably won't yeah. happen next week, quite frankly, with the holidays. So, so you want to read this? You want me to read this? I think you can read this one. I told my I mean, I went fishing, so I got to talk about that. So I'll, I'll let you uh, run. All right. This Where, who's the legend from, Jeff? You didn't put that in the notes. Yeah, Jordan M. What am I seeing that? It's right under the word legend. It says Jordan M. Oh, let me scroll down. There it is. Jordan <laughs> M. sent us this, this legend. He hails from Regina, Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan. Canada. Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And they're just getting fishable ice the first weekend of December after an unseasonably warm November. Only been ice fishing a few years, but have quickly become enthusiasts. Um, while he has had a number of incredible trips with good memories, one fateful day they had an infamous outing that almost derailed their family's burgeoning love affair with fishing. Fishing. This guy's a good writer. Burgeoning. Yes, that's, that's good. And that's a good word. Good word. Uh, the Canadian uh, educational system must be working well. <laughs> Often we will go fishing with his brother's family who aren't quite the enthusiasts they are. Typically they leave first thing in the morning to be out at first light, and then his uh, brother's family will come later. On their most infamous trip, they had gone out first thing in the morning and were all set up. 
and the brother's family were coming about noon, as they do. When they arrived, he went to work setting up additional tip-ups for the extra kids that arrived. This also coincided with his six-year-old son not wanting to rod fish anymore. The previous day, he had gotten a large spoon with a treble hook um, for free at Canadian Tire and had been dead sticking with a large smelt. Um, His dad set up his rod in the back of the pickup truck and went to add in an extra tip-up to replace his rod. As he was setting up the tip-up, he heard a commotion and looked around to see what had happened, and he saw a number of things getting knocked over and wondered what was going on before seeing the fishing rod being dragged through the snow at an alarming speed. Was it one of their signature monster northern pikes? Nope. Their chocolate lab had jumped in the back of the truck and ate the smelt in a large spoon. Uh, As they uh. realized what had happened, they tried to catch this lightning-fast dog, which was running in circles and bleeding profusely. They were eventually able to get a hold of it and found that two of the treble hooks were buried in the back of the dog's tongue. They quickly triaged what vet was needed. And his brother and sister-in-law and wife loaded the dog into the truck to get to the nearest vet, which is about a half hour away. Um, he stayed behind with the kids. Mike Jordan stayed behind with the kids to get him settled. And if he's being honest, so he can continue fishing. <laughs> I mean, hey, he's dedicated. I mean, he's I like, like I wish the dog luck, but we need to yep. fish. They got the dog loaded and proceeded to drive off the ice at alarming speed with the tailgate open, throwing a number of items on the ice over a couple hundred meter stretch. Oh, my gosh. At this point, the kids were screaming that their dog was going to die. Oh, my oh gosh. No. And they were never going to go fishing again. After a while, everybody calmed down. He was able to convince them to fish. He went out to remove their extra tip-ups to get them compliant. When he went back to the tent, he noticed the three boys were very quiet, scanned the tent, and asked his nephew, Where's your rod? He started crying and indicated he had dropped it down the hole. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Fearing all three boys would swear off fishing for good. After this nightmare nightmare day, he resolved to try to recover the rod, arming himself with a confident presence and a rapless swim bait. He was surprisingly able to hook and recover the rod only in a couple of tries. In other positive news, after minor surgery, the vet was able to remove the hook from the dog's tongue and it ended up being okay. Although receiving a $500 vet bill, the decision was made that the dog would receive a lifetime ban from fishing that is held up to this day. Their family, all's well that ends well, their family has continued to love fishing and this event stands out as a cautionary tale leaving your rods out when you have dogs on the ice. Very true, Jordan. I've always worried about that, Jeff, when we use hot dogs. Yeah. You know, because, man, it wouldn't take a, a dog long to to snag that, and that'd be a bad deal. Well, Northwoods Dave has a chocolate lab, but he did not come fishing with us. No, I mean, you do have, you have to watch. I've had dogs in the boat and stuff before, and, oh, yeah, you have to be so diligent but man the circus with multiple kids and dogs and rods yeah. and reels and smelt and oh no that's no dedication if you're taking dogs and kids and yeah all that to out to circus the, yeah that's awesome though and that that's a great legend i'm those kids will remember that for better or for worse for as long as they live i'm sure so either they're lifetime fishermen now or, or not <laughs> I bet the dog, the dog doesn't go fishing anymore though. Probably not. Probably not. Well, Jeff, it's been great talking to you again about ice fishing. One of these days I'll get to go. Honestly, I bet it. I don't know. I might, 
I'm hoping over New Year's that things settle a little bit and I can maybe, I might drive up to Clear okay. Lake and see if they've okay. got ice. I might have to go a couple hours. Yeah, I saw some Clear Lake reports. I don't know what they were, but yeah, well, we'll, we'll get out there eventually. Yeah, yeah, you're, we'll get there. You're not alone. Lots of people are in that Oh, boat. I know. I'm <laughs> not alone, but I don't like to be with those people. I'd rather be fishing. <laughs> You'd rather be with me. I would. <laughs> yes. I would. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Tight lines. Cheers. Bye. You've been listening to the Hard Water Fishing Show with Jeff and Jason. Say goodbye. One of the most unique podcasts on the planet where we talk about tactics, gear, and ice fishing legends. We'll be back soon. Bye-bye. Till then, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.